It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 20th of October. I'm Bev Rimmer. And I'm Steve Forbes. Questions over the builders of the World Cup Stadium in Qatar. The document simply shows China Railway construction, this huge global builder, building these prisons. And tens of thousands flee a city in Ukraine as Putin declares martial law. Shelling continues and civilians are killed. The neo-Nazis are using blatantly terrorist methods, sabotaging vital facilities and arrange assassination attempts on representatives of the local authorities. Times of London Daily World Briefing. A company that built a mass detention centre for Uyghur Muslims in China has also been found to have constructed the main stadium for the World Cup final in Qatar. The Times of London has seen documents on a Chinese website that link the China Railway Construction Corporation with the Middle Eastern venue and with builders in Xinjiang province. Philip Robinson uncovered the story. Basically, the, these prisons, are they're not really prisons. I mean, they're called expansion prisons, but they're really detention centres. They're huge cell blocks that are used to hold and re-educate Uyghur Muslims. And they're basically ordered by this group of people called the Xinjiang Production and Construction Corps, who are sort of quasi-military government body who run large chunks of Xinjiang. So it just simply shows, the document simply shows China Railway construction, this huge global builder building these prisons. There's no evidence to suggest the construction company knew how the prison that's said to have been used for forced labour and incarceration without trial would be used. Philip Robinson has more. Between 2017 and 2018, the US State Department reckoned at least 2 million Uyghur people went through these detention centres. What happens in them is these people, are while they're put in prison, basically to learn to be Chinese, their children are put in government-run boarding schools where they're indoctrinated. Um, Often when they're in these um, centres, their partners are sent to work thousands of miles away in other companies uh, or other places, other factories. And it all has this kind of act of suppressing this culture. FIFA is already facing questions over Qatar's human rights record. Up to 60,000 people are set to leave the Ukrainian city of Kherson after Russian President Vladimir Putin announced martial law in four occupied regions of the country. The order gives the Russian military effective control over the areas and Putin explained why during a speech to his Security Council. Shelling continues and civilians are killed. The neo-Nazis are using blatantly terrorist methods, sabotaging vital facilities and arrange assassination attempts on representatives of the local authorities. Moscow claimed the territories of Kherson, Donetsk, Luhansk and Zaporizhia last month in what foreign officials have called sham referenda. During his televised address, Putin said it was to boost Russia's war effort in Ukraine. He's claiming Ukraine's preparing a large-scale offensive, while Kyiv's calling it propaganda. Joel Rubin used to be an official in President Obama's State Department. He told Times Radio what it could mean. 
On the military side, though, it does open up a whole host of other questions, and this is related to the, the nuclear weapons that pop as a, a debating a, a debate topic, as well as, as what kinds of tools will he use potentially. We're already seeing uh, gross human rights abuses by Putin uh, attacking civilian infrastructure across the country, turning off the heat. Residents have been seen boarding boats to get to the other side of the river Dnipro, which bisects Ukraine. Russian-installed governors of the region say the perceived evacuations are to keep people safe. Russia has admitted its grip is crumbling in Kherson, the only regional capital its forces have seized since the invasion eight months ago. Meanwhile, Ukraine's national energy company has been telling citizens to charge their devices as they'll be enacting power cuts throughout the country on Thursday. The firm asked Ukrainians to make sure they had warm socks and blankets and hugs for family and friends. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said 30% of Ukrainian power stations had been damaged by Russian airstrikes. He had this message for his people. There will be explanations from the heads of regional administrations and government officials. But in general, starting from 7am tomorrow, we need to be especially conscious about electricity consumption. Please do not turn on unnecessary electrical equipment. Please limit electricity consumption for those devices which are particularly demanding of energy. Tomorrow, it is very important that the consumption is as conscious as possible. Then, the schedules of stabilisation outages will be shortened. On the way, there could be another proposal for a European Super League in soccer and how one of the world's richest men is attempting to evade climate activists. Times of London Daily World Briefing President Biden says he's trying to bring down the price of gas in the United States by selling off oil reserves. He announced in a plan this week that he aims to have done so by the end of the year. These drivers in Illinois said the move was welcome, but might not help much at first. I think it will make a minimal difference and also a symbolic difference. I think it's an indication that he is at least uh, trying to say that he is thinking of people. It's not a one-off solution for anybody, but, you know, thank you, Mr. President. (laughs) Good luck to you. Emergency stockpiles of gas that currently contain more than 400 million barrels are at their lowest levels in 38 years. At least eight people have been killed after parcel bombs exploded at the largest prison in Myanmar. State television said the explosions were caused by mines inside parcels that killed three prison officers and five visitors and wounded 18 people. A wounded witness said gunfire also broke out after the bombs exploded at the parcel counter. An anti-junta group has already claimed responsibility for the attack. Those seriously injured were evacuated from Insane Prison, while cases due to be heard in the court were cancelled. Myanmar has been in chaos since the military overthrew an elected government led by Nobel laureate Aung San Suu Kyi's party and launched a brutal crackdown on dissent. In scene is the country's most notorious prison, and thousands of political prisoners have been sent there since last year's coup. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With more on a possible new shake-up in European soccer, here's John Jackson. The concept for a new European Super League is back, with the new CEO of the company behind it worried that football is losing its leading role in world sports. Bernd Reichardt was announced as the chief executive officer of A22 Sports Management earlier in the week, and he claims European clubs are failing to maximise their potential under the current system. 
Real Madrid, Barcelona and Juventus were among 12 clubs to announce a breakaway Super League in April 2021, but after a hostile reaction from across the game, the move promptly collapsed. While the other clubs from England, Italy and Spain withdrew, the three remaining clubs have continued to push the idea. One aspect of the initial Super League proposition which angered fans was that it was a closed competition, with no promotion or relegation. But Reichart says this is no longer the case. US investment bank JP Morgan had been set to finance the Super League in 2021, but Reichart has also said they will be starting from scratch. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Kanye West has admitted on British television that he was racist on social media when he claimed that a fellow rapper was being controlled by Jewish people. The comments he made on Instagram and Twitter led to his accounts being suspended. He has spoken to Piers Morgan Uncensored on the talk TV channel. Racism is racism. And you know that, I think, don't you? Yeah, obviously, that's why I said it. So you said it knowing it's racist? Yes, I fought fire with fire. The artist, now known as Ye, wasn't in a mood to apologise either. My question for you is, do you now regret saying death got free on Jewish people? Are you sorry you said that? No. I think it matters. You should be. Absolutely not. You should be. Absolutely not. Yeah, but yeah, you should be. Absolutely not. And finally, for most, the topic of either owning or renting a private plane doesn't even enter a conversation. Well, the world's second richest man has decided to flog his jet in preference of hiring one when he needs to, but it's not to save money. Bernard Arnault, the boss of luxury goods company LVMH, known for Moet, Louis Vuitton and Hennessy, who has a net worth of $152 billion, says it's to stop climate activists tracking his movement. Accounts on Twitter have popped up tracking his plane in efforts to show how much pollution that method of travel's causing. Last year, a teenager set up one tracking Elon Musk's jet, which the Tesla chief described as a threat to his safety. The world's richest man offered the student $5,000 to shut it down, which was declined. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 20th of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.